Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to another episode of the How I Quit Alcohol podcast. For first-time listeners, please be aware that not all of the conversations within this podcast are suitable for children. I'd also like to add a trigger warning that sometimes the conversations can get a little heavy. We may talk about things like sexual abuse, domestic violence, drug use and alcohol use. And if you feel that that may trigger you, please do not tune in. Also, I'd like to add, if you are a heavy daily drinker, please seek the help of a medical practitioner before quitting alcohol. This podcast comes to you from beautiful Bunjalung country. Please kick back and enjoy. Grab yourself your favorite alcohol-free bevy. And if you haven't already, do a gal a favor. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Hi, and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol for another little solo cast I'm sending out to you guys today. I've been uh, getting some really great reactions and comments and questions about these solo casts and have had some questions popping up around cravings and what's going on. Why am I having these cravings six months down the track? That was one of the questions that I'd been sent through from a lady named Julie. And so Julie, it sounds like six months down the track, we can definitely safely say that after a couple of weeks and we've got the sort of physical toxic stuff out of our body, we've got through the physical cravings, which is more like, I guess, your daily drinkers, more you're kind of just needing to detox and get rid of the toxins of the alcohol out of your body. What's left then is really emotional cravings. I guess those habitual cravings as well. And so as we've gone further down the track and we're even changing our daily habits, what's really left six months down the track or longer is usually what comes up for us is emotional cravings. So really kind of having to work through the underlying emotional stuff as to why are we craving this? What's going on? What's the deeper stuff that's going on here? It's not just that, oh my God, I feel like a drink suddenly after six months. But I think really any craving at any point, it's good to ask, what is it that I'm really craving here? What's actually going on for me? I say that to all the people that I work with one-on-one and in the challenge group, the first question is always, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, but 
what is it that my body wants? So it might want a drink, it might want carbs, it might want sugar, but what is it that I really need? And I guess another question we could ask beyond that is, and what am I really, really craving? Looking back, I think at the time when I was first quitting alcohol, I just think that I'd, I thought it was habitual. I thought it was, I guess, people and places. It was associations and things like that. But now having done a lot of work on myself, I've realized that I was actually craving love and acceptance. And that's a really big one. And I find that the deeper that we dig with people, oftentimes that's actually what's going on. So being open here and not closing off as soon as you hear me start to go a bit deep, but could you be curious? So the invitation is to get curious and maybe get out pen and paper now or you know, come back and listen to this again. But ask yourself the question, what am I really craving when I'm craving? And it doesn't have to just be alcohol. It can be anything that you're craving. Let's just look at it with alcohol here. So what am I really craving? So think about even in the past, looking back, what was I really craving at the time? Could it be that I'm craving love and acceptance? Definitely, I would say with your binge drinking, usually the people pleaser type person, it's usually always stemmed around that kind of thing that we're wanting to fit in, that we're wanting to be accepted and we're wanting to be liked or loved. And that's not a bad thing to be able to look at that and take fearless inventory of yourself and to really kind of unpack is such a gift and it's such a wonderful thing to do. One of my core wounds, now I've looked back and I've done a lot of work on myself, lots of therapy and lots of journaling. And there's a wound there for me around acceptance. There's a wound for me around feeling lovable. And so a lot of my big emotional reactions might stem from that, not feeling loved, not feeling accepted. And now I don't have alcohol anymore. I'm just left with those raw emotions or perhaps craving for something else. But I've said this before on the podcast, anytime that we're craving anything, there's a deficit there. So what's the deficit? It's another great question to ask. What is the deficit? What is actually going on for me right now? So if you're having a craving or you're thinking about the last time you had a craving, could you stop and take a pause and using some mindfulness for a moment just to ask what is going on for me right now? What do I need? You can save yourself so much drama, so many headaches if you were to stop and ask the question, particularly those people that are craving after having had some time off, particularly those people that are really wanting to change but finding it really tough and hard. And that's also going back to, is this an emotional craving? I guess then too, from there, we can ask, we can start to unpack it a little bit more even further. Where did this deficit come from? Ooh, <laughs> that's a really good one. So if it is that you're craving love and affection, where did I not feel love and affection? Where did that deficit come from? How far back does that go? And just gently, very, very gently, you could journal on this and just start asking these questions. If you find that that triggers something big in you, this is a perfect opportunity to reach out to a therapist or a counselor or a trauma-informed coach to find out, okay, there's more here and I need some guidance to work me through this, to help me work through this stuff. And it's a perfect time to reach out. And it, I think also having that awareness there and being open enough to ask the questions, perhaps you're ready 
Maybe you're ready to do the deeper work. I think if you're feeling like this is a whole lot of bullshit, perhaps you're not ready. <laughs> perhaps you're not ready to hear this conversation and that's okay too. We're not always ready. It took me ages to get to a place where I was ready to do the work. And like I've said before on the podcast, I'm still doing it. I'm still unpacking all the time and having huge breakthroughs all the time. So we keep on asking these questions. What's this all about? Where does this come from? We learn so much about ourselves. And that's part of, I guess, one of the stepping stones in the compassionate inquiry process where we can start to look back and go, okay, how is my past showing up in my present? I've said this before on the podcast, it's not to become a victim of our past, but to have the understanding of where the core wounds come from and how if we know where they are, if we know what they're from, we know how to show up when they do pop up their heads, when they do show up and say, hey, I'm feeling really crappy right now. And then we know what to do. What would you have needed back then? Ooh, another question. Great one. What would I have needed back then to feel loved, to feel accepted? Asking that question's really good. Now, of course, we can't change the past, but can we offer that to ourselves now? So can I give that to myself now? Me as the adult, not me as the frightened child or the child that didn't feel good enough, but me as the adult, well-resourced adult. What can I give to that part of me? Here's another great question. What part of me is craving? That's a very Gabor Mate style question. What's the part of me that's craving? Is it the frightened child? Is it the pissed off teenager? The kid that never felt accepted? So asking that question, that's another great one to work through with a therapist. But you can ask these questions with your journal and keep writing about them every day. The other thing that oftentimes we're craving too, so like, Thinking love and acceptance, that's pretty deep stuff too, but perhaps we're also craving relaxation. Perhaps we're craving soothing. Perhaps we're craving numbing. If we're craving relaxation, numbing, soothing, some great practices for those things. Or if we're even like our mind's too busy, especially for those ADHD types where the mind just won't stop, boom, 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 it's going from one thing to the other. Trying a practice like yoga nidra or a guided breath practice is really great. And loneliness, that's another one. You know, sometimes we're craving connection and sometimes that's not available to us, especially on this sober journey. If we're kind of having to put boundaries around people or if we're wanting to just stay in our own little bubble, our own little sober bubble, but that can start to feel a bit lonely or our kids have gone off with the ex-partner for the weekend and suddenly, whoa, we feel really lonely and exposed there with our thoughts. I would say don't go and distract yourself with Netflix yet. Here's a golden opportunity to dig deeper and do a bit of work here. If it's loneliness, why do I feel lonely in my own company? What's going on there? What's the deficit there? So always trying to look a little bit deeper, a little bit under the surface as to what's going on and, and looking for those deficits as well. Now, if you're feeling lonely, here's one thing I would say to, to not completely distract yourself because I don't feel like that does really any healing but doing some good practices so perhaps taking yourself out for a walk and looking at the trees and looking at nature and even just looking at the trees around you I know this sounds possibly sound a bit wanky here but just noticing there's trees around there's people outside you can say hello to some people it reminds you that we're not alone and another great practice, I've done this loads of times if I was feeling a bit lonely, particularly at the start, there's loads and loads of online yoga classes, little 10-minute ones, 
little 10 minute breath practices, jumping online onto YouTube and watching someone do that, doing a practice with someone on the screen. It is really nice. So you're connecting with your body, you're settling your nervous system and you're kind of feeling like you're there with someone else as well in the room. And that even that's enough to probably snap you out of it. That can work really, really well. Perhaps you could ring a trusted friend, someone that you feel like you could talk to. You could reach out to someone, maybe a family member that you trust. So loneliness is a very, very big trigger and can cause some very hectic cravings. So, you know, what can I do for myself in that moment? The other thing is go off to a yoga class as well. If that's available to you in your area and you've got the funds to do it, go and perhaps, yeah, go and join a yoga class or a meditation class, find out what's on in your area. And you probably find that you'll meet someone that you connect with other people, be open to perhaps meeting some new people and just see how that feels. Even if you're socially anxious, just it's okay. You can rock up. I feel nervous and that's okay. So digging deeper, asking those questions. So what am I really, really craving? Asking more too about that question. Is it love and connection? Is it love and acceptance that I'm craving? Jeepers, that's such a big one. It was such a big one for me anyway. I know that. And uh, definitely it comes up a lot with people, especially when we do compassionate inquiry together. Or just, you know, I guess even when we're digging deeper into the coaching calls. So really trying to find out what's going on there and asking those big questions. And then we can, like I said, we can start to heal. But what we're not aware of and when we're not aware of something, how do we heal it? How do we become whole when we're ignoring something? So I think it's great to be inquisitive and curious, never judgy of ourselves, never being critical of ourselves, but always open and curious And just asking the question, I wonder what that's all about. I wonder why that is. Yeah, what is it I'm actually craving here? Where's the deficit? Where did that come from? How old is that wound? And once you start to dive in a little bit more, you start to see. And then, of course, what can I give myself? What could I give this part of myself right now? What does it need? And again, the other mini-sode I did last week, we were talking about self-soothing practices. So you could go back and listen to that. There were some great little tools on there that I use for myself. And I think there was five on there. So you could perhaps try one of those things. And if you're wanting some more great self-soothing practices too, jump on Insight Timer. I've got a profile there on Insight Timer where I've got a couple of yoga nidra practices. I've got some meditations on boundaries and different uh, meditations on there as well and of course there's loads hundreds hundreds of amazing teachers I love David G he's one of my favorites he's a favorite of some of the people in the grads group as well he's absolutely wonderful of course Mark Purser is on there jumping in having a listen so taking control of your nervous system as well taking control of the mind the nervous system and really kind of digging deep and holding yourself and I tell you what When you get through the craving, be it an emotional one, a physical one or a habitual one, you always feel better off for it. When you get to the other side and you look back and you go, wow, it's such an accomplishment. If you've gone ahead as as well and kind of learnt something about yourself, taken that inventory of yourself and, and learnt something, wow, you can look back and go, that is a huge light bulb moment for me. And that's when I really do believe people start to change. That's when they start to feel whole again and start to understand themselves with compassion. That's when we start to become our own friend and our own advocate. It's when we can start looking at ourselves and looking at our patterns and looking at 
where these cravings are coming from and what they're actually all about. So I hope that's helped. Feel free to reach out if you've got any questions about that. Julie, I hope that helped. I hope I answered your question. I've had lots of questions coming through, so I'll try and address them as they come up. Hit me up if you've got any questions, if you've got any concerns, just reach out. That's all you need to do. Reach out, ask me a question. I'll do my best to get back to people. Sometimes it can take a while to get through, but I do try and get back to everyone that sends me messages. Sometimes they end up in a little hiding hole in Instagram, but I usually find them eventually. So yeah, feel free. Also, if anyone's looking for some one-on-one coaching, my current challenge group is now closed. That one sold out a few weeks ago and is now underway with some amazing humans doing amazing work on themselves. But of course, I've got private coaching available, usually booking about a month out or a few weeks out in advance. But please reach out if you're looking for some coaching, if you're looking for counseling or compassionate inquiry work, hit me up. If you're also looking for therapists or other coaches, if I'm not your vibe, I know lots of great, wonderful coaches doing amazing stuff out there as well. So all you need to do is reach out. If you need help, reach out. Of course, there's also local AA groups as well. Amazing, free. It's a beautiful program. There's lots of help out there if you need it. If you found this episode useful, please share, rate and review. That always helps me out a great deal. So I hope you enjoyed this solo cast and see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.